Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here along with psychic medium Stephanie Burke. i to make sure I put on the right microphone for you. And we are here to talk about the paranormal as we are each and every Saturday night. And uh, we are here tonight with our very special annual Bridgewater Triangle investigation show. It is probably the episode that people look forward to the most each year. It's probably the episode that gives me the most anxiety and episodes of anger each year. That is so accurate. It is barely by the seat of our pants that we get this on each and every night. I don't know what you're telling me. I can't hear. I can. Well, now I can. Okay. It sounds more like there's an issue over on your end. Of course. Mercury's in retrograde. That box there needs to be replaced. Yes. I, I think it was replaced and it still doesn't work that nope. right. But uh, we are here to talk about the paranormal, and especially tonight we're here to talk about the Bridgewater Triangle. Now, if you've never heard the Bridgewater Triangle investigation show before, the idea behind this is, we'll get into what the Bridgewater Triangle is, for those of you who have never heard of it. Some of you, you may be new to the program, you may be new to the paranormal, Uh, but we'll explain to you exactly what it's all about as we go along with the discussion, but the way that this particular episode of the show works is we have uh, actual paranormal investigators, teams out in the field, out in various parts of the Bridgewater Triangle, and they're conducting paranormal investigations of places that have a history of having reports. And they will call in, uh, or we'll call them during the course of the program, and they will let us know what's going on. Now, I've already heard from some of the groups who have said that they actually have already been uh, documenting some activity uh, out there. So that is, you know, a good sign, I think. I mean, we, we picked a pretty good night tonight to do this. It's about, what, like 45 degrees outside. It's chilly. It is, uh, I think it was clear skies. <laughs> I think the, the clouds all cleared up from the rain earlier today. And also, uh, it is just cold enough that the mosquitoes won't bother everybody. Right. They won't have to worry about um, Tripoli or West Nile virus. Uh, also, it's one of those, like, so it was it was damp earlier today because there was rain earlier this morning, but it's kind of dried out a little bit, so you still have, like, some of that moisture in the air, but it's not like anybody's going to get wet. So there's a little bit of kind of humidity out there, which kind of helps foster some of this activity. I, I also think, too... That, you know, being this close to Halloween probably helps. And Stephanie, you know more than I do about that because you're, you're you know, more of a, a, a witch than I am. So a little bit, Tim, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're, we're approaching Halloween now, which means that the veil is thinning 
So that makes it easier to communicate with spirits or makes their activity kick up enough. So even the muggles have a good chance at, uh, at having any type of activity or sighting. And we all know that the Bridgewater Triangle is spookier than most places. It kind of has a life of its own. It has a heartbeat of its own. So all of our friends that are out there right now that are out looking for whatever they could possibly find in the supernatural category should have a really interesting night. With the the teams that are out there now, uh, for the most part, normally we have, well, I mean, we always want to use people that have experience investigating. We, we don't like to have somebody say, oh, I've never done this before, right. but I've always wanted to, so I'll go out and do this. Like, that's not a good idea, especially because they're outdoor locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially it's better to, to send people that have had some experiences um, in those particular locations too. So the the you know, and then here's somebody like everybody. 10 p.m. to midnight every Saturday night. I'm on the air. <laughs> Don't send messages to me yes, while I'm on the been, air. It's been how many years? Right. It's coming up on is it 14 or 15 now? It'll be 15 in January. So for the last 15 years, every Saturday night, you've had plans. The the person that messaged me just apologized. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm just giving you crap, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh. uh, the uh, uh, well, that means they're listening, which is even worse. Right, of course. And and by the way, it's not this person that's been ticking me off. So I don't I don't want you to to take offense there. Uh, I won't say who it was, but uh, it's just you know the phone's blowing up every and that's the that's why i have so much anxiety when we do this right. show is because every single team out there that's out there they all want to just start messaging me 10 minutes before the show yes which is when i'm getting ready to start the show right so you got to have a little bit of a buffer window mm-hmm. ask me the questions at 8 p.m not at 9 45 right. p.m well i had the same conversation when somebody texted me and called me earlier and i said you know like the hour before the show starts. I am trying to do a million things, you know, shower so that way, you know, Tim and I can stay friends and he doesn't think I stink and, uh, you know, make my way on in here. So I don't have time to answer the phone. I really do try, but I don't have time. So we're busy. We're busy people between 10 and midnight, but actually like nine to midnight. So not a good time the, um, to contact us. The uh, I know. I feel like I feel like Chris McCarthy because he has to always start his show every morning <laughs> here on WBSM with telling people don't don't text me during the show. Yep. Because like the same thing happens where everybody kind of reaches out to him as soon as he starts. Uh, but anyway, the um, the investigators, you know, they all have not only experience in investigating, but also for the most part in the places that they are. Some right. folks uh, have. Been, some folks that are out there this year are joining us for the first time, which is always nice. Yes. Uh, but there are also people that I know have the experience. So I would never put anybody in a position where they're going to put themselves or others at risk uh, or where they might be people that I would be worried if they were going to uh, treat the, the location and the process with the right amount of respect. Right. So because that's, they are out there representing our name. So well, that's really and we've had times when people aren't out there representing us and yes, have tried that, to drop our name. That happened one year. I do remember that. That was a while ago. Yeah, the idea was uh, that um, they thought that they could piggyback off what we were doing, for lack of a better term. Would not, not get in trouble. And they went out and snuck on to a place where we would never send anybody. Yes. And then when the police caught them, they said, oh, we're here for WBSM and Spooky South Coast. 
And uh, no, you're not. Nope. And by the way, that's going to get back to us because I work in the newsroom where I did. Yeah. But, you know, I, I still cover a lot of news here. All of the local police departments, I'm in frequent contact with them. Right. And they would reach out to me. And they if, listen to the show. Right. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is, right. you know, police officers that are out there this time of night, they're probably tuned into Spooky South Coast. That's the best thing to listen to. We, I mean, we've had police cars show up here outside of our window to wave at us. We've been on location at events um, in the past. And when our event is over, we've had the police roll by and say, hey, you know, we heard you on the radio. This is awesome. I still have cops in, in different cities and towns that text me and say, hey, are you going to be on the radio this Saturday? So we have, you know, a great relationship there. And, you know, don't ruin it for us. Don't don't be a jerk. And the um, the teams that do pull that off, uh, and, and, you know, I shouldn't say teams because they're probably people that aren't teams. Right. But if you were a team and you do that, let me, let me just say, like, I'm not, I don't like to throw my paranormal weight around, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, <a> thing? <laughs> we'll probably, we'll, we'll probably, you know, put the word out about you. Right. And it's going to be really hard for you to do anything with anybody because you abuse the trust. I mean, I think the, the, trust. the worst thing we can do is tell the cops, like, nope, they're not ours and you're going to jail. So don't, don't do it. Well, the, we could do. There's worse things we could do. Just we can't legally talk about them on the air. For f- we could end up incriminating ourselves. Uh, well, I'm just gonna plead the fifth and drink my water and eat my cough drops. But the um, the the teams tonight are all people that we respect that we work with. All right, so let's get into the idea of exactly how it's gonna work then. So these teams are all positioned in various spots throughout the triangle. We're gonna call them and they're gonna tell us what's been going on. Uh, they all will have their own different ways, techniques, different approaches to investigation. So not every investigation is going to be the same from one location to the other. Uh, we're also going to have the, uh, you know, the the uh, after effects of the investigation too, because we don't really have the opportunity to uh, check out their evidence as they're investigating for them to send it in. I know there's been some years where we've had them kind of connect with us via live video. Yes. Without the silent assassin, we can't pull off that kind of magic. But they will kind of, well, they'll probably investigate longer than the show is on. So yes. we go off there at midnight. You know, we're on for two hours. Some of the groups got there very early or, you know, a mm-hmm. couple hours early and already started investigating. And they'll probably stick around afterwards. So what they'll do is they'll reach out to us after the uh, show is over. And then they'll let us know as they go through their their um recordings and all you know all the things that have happened and they'll let us know if they have anything anomalous which we can then share you know we'll put it up on the social media for spooky south spooky south coast and let people Mm kind of get an idea of of what it was that might have happened and we've had some pretty significant things that have happened during the investigation show we've done it so many different ways over the past few years and i think no matter which way we've done it live video phone calls what have you it's always had some sort of magic to it And it's always been super interesting. So I'm looking forward to talking Triangle tonight and to check in with everybody to see what it is they're experiencing. Especially we have our friends Maggie and Shane out at Anawan Rock this year. And they've actually never been. They're great investigators. They're so fun to work with. Um, But this is a first for them for the Triangle. So I'm really interested to see how how they're going to perceive everything tonight. Yeah, the... The idea of bringing people here for the first time, you know, it's it's 
as much as we love the groups that have come right. each and every year, and we have groups that are out there tonight that have been part of, I think, pretty much every one of these, right. it's always cool, too, to have some new people that have never been here and experienced anything in the triangle before. So we'll see how it goes for, for both sides of that coin. Yep. Uh, now, what what is the Bridgewater Triangle? Well, for people that are listening and you've never heard of it before, the easiest thing that I can tell you is to go to uh, the website, wbsm.com, mm-hmm. and on that website you will find, and it's also on the Spooky South Coast social media, so uh, f- on Facebook, on, on um, Twitter, we're at Spooky SC. If you go to those places, you'll be able to find this article that I wrote. I literally published it just a few hours ago. What is Massachusetts Bridgewater Triangle? And mm-hmm. in that article, I've kind of explained a little bit about the history of the triangle and also kind of the history of what we've done here with this episode. And then I put in a list gallery of some of the stories mm-hmm. from around the triangle. So it, it's probably not the perfect gallery that I've wanted to put out there about the triangle, but it was what I could get done in the time that I had <laughs> when I after I thought of it. Mm-hmm. And we will certainly be putting out other articles. And uh, and of course, if you go to ultimateunexplained.com, which is Town Square Media's new paranormal and true crime website, we'll probably be talking a lot more about the triangle there as well, because I was, you know, the one of the editors of, of Ultimate Unexplained sent me a screenshot as mm-hmm. I was on my way here. And we're getting a lot of people interested in this article. Right. Because the Bridgewater Triangle, as much as it's ours here in this area, it's it's, it's an international phenomenon now. Yeah. It has been for a long time, and it, I think it keeps growing. And I want to say, you know, that we played a pretty good part in that. Right. Uh, of course, every year we do this, this show, and it usually is one of our most downloaded episodes. Yes. There was one year when we were featured on iTunes for the month of October, and the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show got a quarter of a million downloads mm-hmm. in just the first week that we put it up there. Right. So that's... It's definitely one of those buzzwords, for sure. And it's grown so much since we started. You know, growing up in this area, you heard about the Bridgewater Triangle. Um, you, I mean, I live within 10 minutes of some of the the craziest places that people would want to go to. Um, you know, others within like a half hour. And growing up with the local legends of all of these haunted places and all these different spirits it's fascinating but when you know somebody sits down and says like look it's an entire area it becomes something that people want to do and 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 see and experience and it's grown so much over the years it's it's interesting to see how many people have heard of it have not heard of it yet our friend Aaron made a great documentary about it that features this guy that probably wore a maroon shirt while he filmed it. No, actually um, tan shirt. You did? You went tan instead of maroon? I, uh, How dare you? If I remember the details right, I had left my day job, Yep. which uh, I had only recently started in Lakeville and flew to Wareham to be able to film, not flew, but like, you know, drove, you drove quickly yeah. to, uh, to Wareham to be able to film. And I was still in my work clothes. And I believe I just took off my, you know, at the time I was a cook, took right. off my cooking shirt and just threw on whatever I had in the in the car. So, which is hilarious because I think I saw you do that one time too in front of Maplecroft. <laughs> I do that quite a bit. Let me just open my trunk. I have well, a portable closet with a comb for my hair and everything. Because when Go. you're when you're filming television stuff, they'll look at you and be like, "Oh, that shirt doesn't work. Do you have any others?" Right. So you always have to have backups. Although I thought about you the other day, and this is totally not Bridgewater Triangle related, but have you ever used wrinkle release spray for your shirts? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. It's the most magical thing ever, and I've just recently discovered it. But I thought about you because every time you've had to whip a shirt out of your trunk, you've always asked me, is it too wrinkled? And I also have recently discovered a garment steamer as opposed to ironing. You don't even need to use a garment steamer anymore if you have the spray. Well, I know, but this I'm not a huge fan of the spray because it makes this, the the clothing sticky. No, it, not the one I use. Uh, mine We're seems gonna have to. to talk about it. Mine seems to. I used it before I came. But uh, the the you know the 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 television world is uh you know it's a microscope. So right. if you have one wrinkle in your shirt, one tiny one, that's what everybody's show. gonna be tweeting about. They're yep. like, why does this guy have a wrinkly shirt? Didn't he know he was gonna be on TV? <laughs> And it's like, well, the, yeah, you, no, I mean, I, I took the wrinkles out and then I took a cab from the hotel to right. the studio and then they had me carried in and then all that. So, so what they need to do is they need to have all that stuff right there for you. Right. That would be, or, or you know. Super helpful. Have somebody there that can iron it. You know, production assistance, that's what you're there for. So the last time that I went to do something, um, I had these shirts that just, if you sneeze the wrong way, it wrinkles up. So I thought to myself, I'm just going to hang it in the shower, right? I'm just going to, you know, steam it that way. And that's what I was doing on every trip that I was on. I went to go check on it like last minute. I was already late and I look and somehow it moved itself and it was directly under the stream of water. So my shirt was soaked. I was like, now I have to come up with something new because I can never do this ever again. So I came up with the spray. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's, there's, um, a lot to be said for, uh, <clears throat> having a a wardrobe for the paranormal world <laughs> and you know whether it be shirts that you're going to wear if you have to go film something or right. whether it be the gear that you're going to wear if you're going to go out and film uh, go out and investigate something like this tonight uh, as you know i mean there's been countless times when i've showed up to outdoor investigations on cold nights yes. without even a sweatshirt i don't get how you do it you've always done it i don't know i don't know if i've ever seen you in a sweatshirt i i'll say no, I wear sweatshirts all the time. I don't think so. I just end up taking them off because I get warm. But, I, you know, I, I have sweatshirts all the time. I feel like you had one sweatshirt once that I told you I was going to steal from you because I liked it. I have a lot. I have some sports-related ones. I have regular black ones. No, I think I've only seen I think one. I co-opted a, a Tennessee Wraith Chasers one. So You might have one of those, but I have those too. But, I think it might have been Fun 107 one that I told you I was going to steal from you. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I have Fun 107 and WBSM ones, mm-hmm. yep. Um I have a couple different ones. I have a nice uh, jacket too, like a, a pullover. Don't tell me that. Like it'll jacket, totally it, get it's, stolen. It's white and it has the Fun One Hundred and Seven logo on one arm and the WBSM logo on the other arm. That's fancy. Yeah. So, by the way, uh, happy anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary. Today is ten years marking, and and, and I know that it says on Facebook it's our t- it's our ten year friend anniversary. So right. it's it's technically the anniversary of us becoming friends on Facebook. Yes, but that also happened to be the same day that we actually did meet. It is too, which is I thought was really funny because you sent me a message, you sent me a friend request, and I was like, oh, that's the guy I met in the bookstore, and um, you said something along the lines of. I can't meet somebody in person and you know not stay friends with them. That's in the paranormal. Like we have to be friends on Facebook because you're interested in the paranormal type of thing. I, th- by the way, that's because I had like 82 Facebook friends back then. Now that I'm at <laughs> like 5,000, I'm like I don't know who you are. So what it. you're saying is I wouldn't have mattered now, but uh, I mattered 10 well, years you're, ago. You're local, so you might have still made the cut. I just told you I liked your book, so you needed to keep me around. In case. That's true. I would I would probably just keep you there just so you could buy the next one that I put out. Um, it is funny though. So I didn't realize that 10 years had gone by. I didn't even realize that we met in October. Yeah. Cause that's when I was doing all the book signings. I know, but I had no clue. 
So, yep. So it's actually the 10th anniversary of when we first met and first yep. became friends. And, uh, you know, we've made it 10 years now. So yes. if, if, if it goes downhill after tonight, eh, it had a good run. <laughs> So we'll, I don't think you're getting rid of me anytime we'll, soon. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. I've got uh, I've got another 90 minutes here. Uh, and then um, one other thing that I wanted to mention, too, is because we simulcast this program now through Midnight FM, uh, we ha- we're trying some different things with Midnight FM. We're trying to help spread the, the word of, of mm-hmm. that network and all the great programming that we have on there. And as part of that, we have now started streaming through Spreaker. And if you are a Spreaker user, which is S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, it's basically Speaker, but with an R in it. <laughs> so if you are a Spreaker user already, you'll be able to find Midnight FM on there. And then under the Midnight FM account, you'll find Spooky South Coast. We have some different channels there for all the, the different programs that we'll be offering. But the cool thing about that is we have a chat room on there. So if you're missing the old YouTube chat for Spooky South Coast and you want to interact, just go to Spreaker. And I, I put it out on the so, on the spooky socials. Uh, you can actually go in there and jump in the chat room and, and interact with us there. I did try to bring the video back tonight. Uh, the, it was not working. Uh, <clears throat> but we, you know, I let the engineer know that I'm looking to, to bring it back. And we'll see if we can make it happen, if we can make it work. Uh, I don't think tomorrow, tonight would have been a great night to be watching us anyway. Right. Because you'll just see me slamming a bunch of things around when I can't get <laughs> things to work right. It's so true. Uh, but uh, for now, you know at least if you want to chat with us you can use the Spreaker chat option right and uh let's let's i'm going to start start trying to bring in some of the groups uh as we go along and i want to say too that first of all we're going to try and get to all these groups as much as we can and as often as we can but the problem is you know we're we're up against the time clock here and we only have limited time to be able to uh, reach out to all the groups. So the goal is to try to get them all on at least once. Uh, and hopefully we can get them all on at least once per hour. But they all have the information of what the number is. And so they know to call if you know other things are going on. So if they have stuff that's happening, they can certainly call in and they can share those experiences. But the the other side of it, too, is you can follow along with their own uh, investigations as well. And we will tell them all to, you know, hashtag it with Spooky Live, hashtag yep. Spooky Triangle, hashtag Midnight FM. So any groups that are out there listening we'll that are sure investigating. Yes. To make sure they have it set public. Public posts and use the hashtag Spooky Live, Spooky Triangle. Midnight FM. Any one of those tags or all of those tags will do it. But let's go to our first group out in the field. Uh, I think we have Maggie on the line. Maggie, you with us? Yes, I am. Ah, there <laughs> you go. All right. Well, we're one for one so far. <laughs> Hello, um, my friend. How are you? We're cold. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing people forget about when I say, hey, who wants to do the Bridgewater Triangle right. show? They forget outdoors well, in October can be cold. Yeah, I know. It was so warm, like, not that long ago, a few days ago. Now it's freezing. So you're out there at uh, Anawan Rock in Rehoboth, right? Yes. And and who's with you out there? I have Shane with me and Sawyer and Johanna. So you've got uh, a, a nice group of people that you investigate with frequently. Yes. I mean, I guess you've this got... Is one of the, first, the first time with Johanna, actually. Oh, really? And we've done okay. 
a few times, like here and there, is just for you know fun, not actually here on some place doing it like this. Well, what I mean, what drew you to wanting to select Anawan Rock as the as the place to go and investigate tonight? Um, well, the claims of like fire appearing out of nowhere and drums and um, smells of smoke. But tonight, if I smelled smoke, I'd probably think it was somebody's chimney. So. That's, um. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about the, the cold weather is you can't be sure. Although, I mean, not only is there the reports of, of smoke being smelled there around the rock, but there's people that have actually reported seeing the phantom fires in the woods. Yes. And then when they try to get closer to them, there's, there's no actual fire. Right. Yeah, we were hoping to see that. I was going to say, I'm sure you're hoping to find ghost fire right now, so that way you can warm up. <laughs> yeah, except it's probably not going to emit any heat. <laughs> <laughs> So have you guys had anything happen yet so far? Um, we've been set up since probably, what, 8 o'clock maybe? 8 o'clock, yeah. Around 8 o'clock. We have a couple. It looks like one of our cameras died, but we had two cameras set up. Um, we had the IR cam- on the GoPro going, and we had some bright lights, like, shooting up from the ground. Okay. And they kind of, like, swirled up. It wasn't like a – it wasn't a bug flying by. And um, – we just actually did the Estes method, and we were just, I, I just took the headphones off. So they were just filling me in on things, but um, I guess they had asked about an animal, and we have my cat trigger object, and what did you ask? I, I asked about um, what kind of animals they honor, if they can tell us what kind of animals are, are out here in the forest. And as soon as I asked that question, the cat went off. And that's the only time it's gone off all hmm. night. Interesting. I think the later that it gets at Anawan, the weirder it gets. So from from years past, it seems to be that the later in the night, the the weirder things get. So hang in there as long as you can. Obviously, if you guys are freezing, feel free to get warm. But uh, (laughs) we'll have to check back in with you at some point to to see what's happening. And and honestly, when you sit still and you sit quiet at Anawan Rock, I know that things tend to come out of the woodwork. So don't be surprised. Okay. And, and I won't... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. That's the weird thing is it? it is so still here. I yes. mean, we have the cars on the street right there, but there are no crickets. There are no frogs. There's no wind. There's mm-hmm. no bats. There's like zero sounds going on right now. It's a busy place for spirits. So that's probably why. Yeah. So we're going to stick it out for as long as we can. Um I think we. I think Sawyer wanted to try the Estes method in, in a little bit, well, and we'll see what from there. You certainly, uh, you know, we'll try and check back in with you next hour. But uh, you know, feel free to send me a message or anything if you have anything breaking, and uh, and we'll we'll jump try and jump over to you. All right, sounds good. All right, take care and stay safe. You too. Bye. All right. Well, yep. That is. Uh, we've got Maggie, Shane, Sawyer, and Johanna out there at Anawan Rock, which uh, you know, as we were saying, has some reports of phantom fire, yes, uh, phantom smoke that's been reported. Uh, there's also been stories of people actually seeing apparitions of Native yes. Americans out there, and that's because this is the spot where Anawan, who is one of the generals of of King Philip of Metacom in King Philip's War, that's where he surrendered to the English in what basically ended King Philip's War. Right. So there's, and also, if I believe, if I remember right, that's where they took possession of the wampum belt, which a lot of people think might actually be why there's so much paranormal activity and, and why the Bridgewater Triangle even came to be. 
Um, I think I might have to get on board with that. Because that was very sacred to their tribe. And when you take the one thing that they honor, they're not going to just go lightly. They're not going to, you know, sit down and take it. So I think, um, I think I would be pretty mad too. I think it was, what, two years ago now that we were in Plymouth and we did that, um, that experiment and I kept bringing up the wampum belt. And, and, and it's been 400 years. And yeah, it was constantly repeated yes. over, 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 over and over again, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just keep uh, looking through some of the details here of who I need to contact for what. Um, and, and by the way, all of these groups, we should also note that uh, they are people that, um, you know, I, if I had to give some, you know, if people reach out to me all the time and say, uh, I need a paranormal investigation, and I'm somebody who doesn't go out there and do that myself. Mm-hmm. These are all the people that I would pass off. Yes, something like this too. I am not going to, you know, recommend folks that I don't directly know and trust and work with. And these are the people that I would absolutely recommend. I mean, probably the only person that I have never, uh, you, you know recommended to somebody mm-hmm. to go out and investigate something as I probably never passed anything off to you, Stephanie, but pretty much anybody else that I've done it, I've, you know, has been people that I've trust and, and, and people that I trust. I always try to give investigations to just not me. I'm sketchy. Well, I just, <laughs> I worry about doing it because as I said at the beginning of the show, for people that are new to the show, you are a paranormal, I'm sorry, a paranormal, a psychic medium. Yeah. And I'm not somebody who uh, feels comfortable necessarily putting people into that kind of a position where you're, you know, are you going in as a paranormal investigator or are you going in as a psychic? Right. Well, that's not going to work. Nope. Um, that didn't sound right. So that's, um, that's, that, that's the concern is like, are they, once you, once you get there, are you there for the paranormal reasons? Or are you there because it turns into a psychic reading party? Right. Right, which is has been strange, and you've never let me go by myself either, because you have this overprotective thing going on. So, I get it, but I do know what I'm doing. Well, but you know how it goes, especially when you have a paranormal uh, investigator come over. People invite the entire family over because right. they want to see what's going on. I, I saw that firsthand. The one residential case that I did do, and it gets um, wild. Yeah, it, it was wild. It was not fun. I showed up one time, I mean, I have so many stories, but I showed up one time and there was a literal barbecue party going on because they had to entertain their guests. And it's like, this is not how this works. Uh, and, and oh, can you show me? Oh, can I help? Like, no. No, please If you away. wanted to do the investigation yourself, you didn't need to call us. All right. I think that we have uh, Dave on the line. Let's see if Dave is there with us. Dave, you there? Hey, how's it going, Tim? All right. Two for two. This all is right. pretty good. Yeah, you got it. All right. Awesome. We're doing all right. Yeah, sorry I couldn't really give you a heads up. As I said, this is a very floating kind of format. We don't really know what we're doing. Oh, we were just itching to walk over into the woods, so no problem. You would think this, after doing this for all these years, I would have an idea of how to make it work best, but it's really <laughs> it's just been... all the technology and stuff, yeah, I know. Yeah, seat of the pants each and every year. So you guys are out there. Uh, now, you, you, you ran into some issues with where you originally wanted to go. Uh, I'll leave yeah. it up to you if you want to tell the audience, you know, what kind of happened with the location choices. Well, we always make sure we check in with the police department, and I probably should have checked in with them like four days ago, but we were going to go to Betty's Neck over in Lakeville, and that's where um, 
I think some of Philip's descendants lived right up into the 1900s, I believe. It was it's it was a where all of their their cottages and stuff were. And, and John Sassaman was drowned down here, so that was part of the that basically started the King Philip's War, um, finding his body under the ice and the trial for the three Indians. So we're, we're kind of right where all of that stuff happened. And and I know that too, the Betty's Neck area, uh, Moniz will tell you, has a lot of uh, Bigfoot sightings too. UFOs too, from what they say. And uh, we've been looking up the sky down here. So awesome! If anybody wants to legend trip and come out here and check this out, it is dark, so you get a really good view of the sky. It's it's awesome. So now, for for everybody that's not familiar, uh, Betty's Neck is is a little kind of peninsula mm-hmm. on Assawampsit Pond in Lakeville. Yeah, it's down in between the two ponds. Yep. And so when you are, you know, from what I understand, I've never been to Betty's Neck myself. But when you try to go down there, you're going through a residential area. I'm assuming that's probably why the police didn't want to have you go to that at night. Yeah, you go out there <laughs> during the day. So, I mean, there is that. We can always come back and check it out some other time. But, um, yeah, we play by the rules, so we went back to Tamarack Park, which is on the other side of Assawampsit. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a, a really cool happening two years in a row with the light that was seemed to be moving around the woods out in the back of the uh, park. So that's happened twice. We came back two years in a row, and it happened last year. We came back just on a whim, and we couldn't. we didn't see anything. So this and, is our fourth try. And how, how are things going out there tonight? Noisy, a lot of animals, a lot of weird animals making a lot of weird noises. Um, the traffic kind of peters out. There is some road traffic nearby, but it's not that bad. Um, I think it's deer mating season. It is, yeah. Deer mating yeah, season just started. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't jump any deer, I think, because they'll scare you good if you walk into the woods. No, but that might be uh, the noises that you're hearing. <laughs> if you hear a lot oh, of... We were surrounded by raccoons and beavers. We actually went over to the, onto the pond earlier. It, if you hear a lot of man. moaning and groaning, that's the deer. It's, <sighs> if, somebody it, parked up on the other side of the park that I can't see. So that could be that. That could be that, know. too, yes. Yes. This is a weird deer. <laughs> so, uh, and, and who's yeah. out there with you tonight? <coughs> uh, we got Mike Colacusis. Um, I've got Kim. I went to Kim. I don't know. I'm sorry. We, we went to high school together, so I always call her by her <laughs> old last name. Yeah. I'm sorry. Dean Mendoza, he's a friend of Mark's, and Kira, who goes to the Legend Trips and stuff, she's out here with us. Yep, and and so you've got a you've got quite a crew out there of of people that again have experience, but also you know who are uh, you know very much just as much into the Legend Tripping aspect as much as the paranormal investigation aspect. Oh, exactly. That we were talking about that the whole way down, like why we do do this, and a lot of it is the history involved in the story. Just hearing the stories and stuff, and putting yourself out in those places you know you never know what's going to happen so it's just we're so lucky and blessed that we have this in our backyard and having a big playground for spooky stuff and to be and to be able to you know have some friends that you can go out and and hang out with and and do weird oh, things with yeah that's the coolest part of it is we we all met through your old show like the old chat rooms when you had that that chat thing going on and that's how we that all chat. We started talking there we all met and we all started doing this you know it's all because of you guys. I think I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll let you get back to it. We'll we'll check in with you again in the next hour. But if if oh, anything yeah, if anything starts uh you know going haywire, just give me a give me a buzz and we'll we'll put you on the air. Okay. Yeah. No problem, bud. All right. Take it easy. Stay safe. Yeah. Take care, guys. And uh, we will uh, check in again with that group. Uh, I I I think. 
one of the the best parts about doing this show for so long and, mm-hmm. and, and the spooky South Coast program, but also doing this Bridgewater Triangle show is, you know, we've seen over the years a, a community that has built up and people that have met through this show, mm-hmm. people who have, you know, Dave and Mark met that way. And, you know, a, a lot of the folks that are part of the show tonight, you know, they all kind of came together because of what we do here. Right. And then to see them actually be able to be part of the show. Right. I, I, I love that aspect of bringing people in and giving them a chance to, uh, you know, promote promote themselves a little bit too is mm-hmm. it, it seems weird because it's not like as a paranormal investigator, you know, you're out there making money, right? And get you know the publicity helps you, but it does help you in terms of getting cases and getting recognition for the cases that you're doing, and mm-hmm. you know maybe going out and talking to libraries. So uh, you can tell by this episode that there is a very thriving paranormal research community here in the area. And a lot of spooky South Coast fans. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't they be? In fact, uh, I think people who are not spooky South Coast fans that are listening to this just because that you know that's the Bridgewater Triangle, and they said, "Oh, I'm interested in that." So I don't really I, the spooky crew. They can you know they can go to hell, but I want to <laughs> hear about this the the Bridgewater Triangle. Just that alone, you could probably spend an entire week listening yes. to episodes that we've done on the topic. So that's you know. One of the things that we can look back and say, of all the things that we've done with this program over the years, being able to keep that conversation going has been a yep. big part of it. Uh, there's there's certainly bigger paranormal fish to fry mm-hmm. than some of the things that we talk about each week. You know, we, we, we get wrapped up sometimes in talking about snacks and, and other things snacks that go on. Snacks are so important. But, you know, the, the Bridgewater Triangle is probably, and, and the community that, that we've helped to foster are probably the two things that I would say are the most impactful mm-hmm. of what we've done, and I, and I say all the time, you know, you you know this, like I don't know if I I don't know if I can make it another year with this show. You say it every year. I'm like I don't know, like I just uh, I feel like, uh, but all the stuff that we're doing now, tying it into Midnight FM and all that, mm-hmm. and now Ultimate Unexplained is going to be picking up some of the stuff right. that we do. So now you can't go anywhere. It ju- yeah, it just seems like it's it's in it's it injecting some new life. It definitely makes my 2020 easier because this is around the time where you start saying you're going to quit, and this is around the time where I start panicking, thinking that something that we've worked so hard on for so many years, you're just going to give up on. So then I spend a lot of time trying to convince you that it's a good idea to just not quit. So now this year I don't have to do that, which makes it 10 times easier. Well, I would never actually I would never actually just quit. I mean, Well, it's good to know. Uh, we might stop. There might be a day where we're not going to just do live shows all the time anymore, but there's going to be uh, you know, there'll be a time when Spooky South Coast might not be creating new content, but the content we've created will never go away. Here we go. Is it because I said I, I have 2020 off that we have to start this conversation? No, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, the, the the great thing is, is the, You're this, the is, worst. this is episode 612. Right. Those 612 episodes, if that's all that there ever is, we'll always live on in infamy. You at so least said that we can't anywhere. we can't take any days off until next year. No, because we have a plan. We have a, a plan. weird plan. Uh, that will allow us to hit episode 666 mm-hmm. as the clock turns into Halloween of 2021. Right. So we get to be on the air on Halloween this year, which is cool. Yes. And then next year we'll be on as it becomes Halloween with episode 666 when our special guest will be Satan. So 
Because you I already have, to, have it planned out. Well, I have to try to find Satan and have him come on because it, we have to balance it out because we already had Jesus on, so we have to have equal time. I think I would rather talk to Satan than talk to Jesus again. By the way, let's just clarify. And uh, hold on one second, Lauren. I don't mean to make you wait on the line uh, as we're talking show stuff, but <laughs> I just need to clarify that statement for people that are hearing this for the first time. We had a guy on that said he was Jesus. Right. Not the actual Jesus. Stephanie would not rather talk to Satan than Jesus. <laughs> She'd rather talk to Satan than the guy we had on that was pretending to be Jesus. It was the worst conversation ever. You don't hear me get heated on this show very often, and I think I was about ready to jump out of my seat you, during that show. You did miss the Commander Sani Cito episode. That was before your time here. Right, and that'll so, never happen again. Yeah, so it's that, okay. that might have, you might have felt the same way. All right, let's go <laughs> back out into the field. Uh, we have Lauren with us. Hello, Lauren, are you there? Oh, hey, how about I, I press say, the do button? You wanna, do you want to put her on the phone? <laughs> All right, are you there now, Lauren? Yes, I am. There we are. All right. Tell us uh, where where you are. Well, tell us tell us all a little who you are about who you are and, and who you're out there with tonight. Uh, my name is Lauren. I am the co-owner of MassCon Paranormal, and with me tonight I have my best friends of forty years, uh, Karen and my husband Danny, and uh, we are at Shad Factory Pond. So you're in Rehoboth, in one of the most haunted parts of the Bridgewater Triangle. Yeah. And how's that going? Very cold. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have guessed that. No. Um, actually, unfortunately, the area to get to the ruins is um, on private property. But we have been on the dam, by the dam, and we have actually gotten uh, phantom lights. We actually got a phantom fire on the water. Um, we got a heat signature using our clear at the ruins. And strange noises, a lot of coyotes. Um, so it's been pretty good. I mean, that's that's some pretty good yeah. activity for for uh you, you know getting out there and, and not being really exactly where you want to be i mean but that's that's part of what goes on with being an investigator is you know that you can only go where you're allowed to go and you can only go with the permissions that you're granted yeah i i didn't realize that it was you know that shut down there i was unaware that the shad factory is actually the public drinking supply for that area yeah so normally you know uh, you know, Andrew Lake has been somebody yeah. that we've had investigate out in that area quite a bit, and he knows all the different places to go. Uh, so I kind of take for granted that, oh, Andrew says that's a good place to go, so it must right. be okay. I forget that, you know, he's he's got the inside track on a lot of things that, that the rest of us don't have. Uh, so, yeah, but it's been pretty good. It's, it's been kind of active. We've had um, our voice recorders running. We've had IR cameras running. So let's see what we got. You guys have had a lot of activity compared to everybody else so far. And I do want to point out, it is very funny and and to hear, you know, when you've been investigating for a while, you hear investigators say like, oh, you know, it's okay. We've had some phantom lights. We had a phantom fire. Like, no big deal. Nothing to see here. We're waiting for the full body apparition. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it does show that obviously you've been doing this for quite some time. So, um, yeah. but I think that's very cool. And And I don't want to tell you where to go. Lauren, but you guys are pretty close to the Seekonk Rehoboth town line where the redheaded hitchhiker is reported. Yes. Actually, uh, Danny has been looking that up, and I have a feeling we're going to 
Just well, don't that, pick them up. Hold on. That, we can get them. Wait a minute. That leads what? me to the question. Did you guys take the hearse tonight? No, we didn't. Oh, we did see. did not take the hearse. That's what you got. You got to come back sometime in the hearse and try to pick up the red-headed no, hedgehog in that. don't pick him up. Don't pick him up. No, oh. come on. That would be hilarious. Don't right. pick him up. <laughs> right, on, on Monday, we're heading to uh, Fall River to pick up a haunted doll, demonic doll. Oh, there so, you go. But are you taking the hearse the to pick it up? Our lives. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm just wondering, uh, how funny would it be if you start driving down Route 44 in the hearse, the red-headed hitchhiker sees you, he's got his thumb out, as you get closer, he realizes it's a hearse, and he says, oh, screw this, never mind, and then pops his thumb <laughs> back in and keeps walking. I mean... <laughs> that, that would be cool, but we do have, in my car, we do have the camera um, up on the windshield, so I think we are going to probably try and get him. Excellent. Tonight. Well, let us know if, uh, if anything happens. We'll try and check back in with you, too, in the next hour. Okay. And if anything happens, blame Tim. Ah. Everybody does anyway. Might as well. Nah. <laughs> All right. Stay safe out there. We'll talk in a bit. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, yeah, we've got. Uh, by the way, uh, Lauren's husband Danny is yes. the the gentleman who makes the Ouija boards, right? And he makes the the one that I use uh, that has Tesla on it. And you know, as soon as I come up with a cool design of something that we want to do, I'm going to send it over to him and, and get another one made. But perfect. He is. Uh, he makes some great great Ouija boards, and we've had. You know, I some, have heard that some cool stuff uh, happen has happened when using them too. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze in uh, one more group. As, uh, as we are going along out here, uh, let's see if we can get <coughs> this group on. And, uh, and uh, if you are listening and you're one of the groups that we haven't had a chance to talk to yet, don't worry. We'll get to you in the second hour because we have plenty more time to talk in that hour. And as we're, we're sitting here, it wouldn't be the same without snacks. I am, I am hungry. Do you have snacks? I don't have snacks. Remember the year that I actually went and we stopped and we got a bunch of food before yeah. the, you know, we Why brought didn't in we do that? pizza and wings and all that. Should have done that, but Why we didn't. Why didn't we? All right, let's uh, let's check in with Krista. We have Krista out there. Hello, Krista, are you with us? Hi, Tim. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, and and how uh, how's it going out there where you are? It's good. Uh, we've been hearing some fireworks off in the distance, which is always a lot of fun when they go off. Well, uh, that's a weird thing to have happen this late in the year yeah you would think are you sure they're fireworks right i mean i i haven't seen lights up uh, the trees are pretty tall where we are um but i mean they, they've been going off pretty consistently since we got here about an hour ago um so i i really couldn't tell you well give us an idea of uh, of where you are and and tell us who's with you uh i am it um, the old Colony Railroad out in Easton. I'm with uh, my friend Melissa, um, kind of just out uh, walking up and down some old railroad tracks that are out here. And uh, what what are some of the reports that have that have happened out in that area? Uh, Phantom Lights is is the one that kind of drew us here. Um, I've never it's it's something that I haven't experienced, and I haven't done um, an investigation out in the Bridgewater Triangle before. Um, so I was kind of interested to see what what that would look like if I could experience it for myself. And uh, one one of the things that I think where we have to emphasize here is that a lot of the places that we are investigating tonight, of course, you know, we're doing pretty much exclusively outdoor locations. That's because you know 
it's it's harder to get permission to go indoors into places. But also, you know, we're staying safe with some of the things that are going on. So outdoor locations are just better overall. Uh, are you staying warm enough out there? <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> All right, because, uh, you know, it could be a little bit chillier as we go along. So uh, we are just about out of time for this hour, but we'll check in with you again in the next hour. All right, sounds good. All right, stay safe. Talk to you in a bit. You too, bye-bye. All right, we are just about out of time in this hour. Uh, coming up in hour two, we will continue col- uh, connecting with our groups out there in the Bridgewater Triangle. We'll also talk a little bit more about Triangle, Legend, and Lore. And I'll tell you about some stuff that's coming up uh, that we can take part in for paranormal investigations. If you want to get some stuff going, Stephanie and I have something happening next weekend. Yes. And uh, I have something going on Monday locally that people can take part in. And then a couple things coming up at the end of the month. So we'll tell you all about that coming up after the news break. We are going to take a quick break for the news. If you're listening on Midnight FM, uh, you will be back live in about 10 minutes or so, probably about seven minutes or so. Uh, We do take a, a news break here on the radio. And during the break, too, if you want to go over and follow us on social media, you can find Spooky South Coast on Facebook. You can find us at Spooky SC on Twitter. We're also on Instagram, Spooky underscore South Coast. And we have, uh, of course, the chat room going on on Spreaker. So if you search for Midnight FM on Spreaker, you'll be able to find the channel for Spooky South Coast. And then you can jump into the chat as well. I want to say hi to uh, Amy, who's in there, uh, Chrissy, who's in there, and also our friend Nick the Rat, who's in there as well. If you've never heard the Nick the Rat show, check it out. Back with more in a few. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? you love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. back hour number two of spooky south coast here in our annual bridgewater triangle investigation show and uh, we are talking with all the teams that we have out there in the field and uh, we do have uh, uh, some people who are uh, as i mentioned earlier you know first timers to the bridgewater triangle uh, people who have been investigators before that have never had the chance to come down here and investigate here. Uh, but I want to check in with somebody who is quite familiar with the Bridgewater Triangle, and that being our usual co-host, science advisor, Matt Moniz, who is out there in the triangle tonight, out in the field. And and Matt, I know that you um, you have probably gone to a variety of different areas over the course of all these years, but... You're actually in one of your favorite spots to head out to tonight. Actually, I'm at Lake Nipponicket. Oh, you move move things around a little bit more. Yeah, uh, well, because security uh, tonight at 
our location that I was planning to go to is being a little obstinate, so I went to my other alternate spot. And now, the great thing about Nipponicket is it's got everything. You know, UFO sightings, you got the ghost fires out on the island, you have Bigfoot seen in the nature uh, preserve out in the back end of the uh, the lake, so it's got a little something for everyone. And, you know, it does reiterate the point that we made before, that permission is something that is very important. We don't we don't trespass. Right. We don't go to places that we're not allowed to go. We check in with law enforcement, and uh, we don't do the the urban exploring that people do where they, they sneak into places uh, just to just to try and, 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 and get in before they get caught. Correct. And we're in a public park parking area at the NIP. Sometimes you can get the security to let you go out behind where I wanted to go at the dog track, but whoever's on tonight is just not having it. So I'm going to oblige. And uh, one of the other things, too, is I want to kind of reiterate to the audience because this, this popped up a few times in, in other uh, groups that I uh, places that I'd shared the story that I wrote earlier is if you do trespass and you get caught, then, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they should throw the book at you because you're ruining it for everybody else. Moniz, you've been doing this for a long time. You know what happens when you go through the proper channels and you do things the right way and then somebody comes along and screws it up and then nobody else gets that same opportunity anymore. Exactly. A two-minute phone call or uh, two seconds to drop by a guard shack or whatever to talk to them before you go out says, Tons of hours of uh, headaches later and tons of money because trespassing sometimes can actually incur you a fine depending upon where you're at. Yeah, Or, or a nice overnight stay. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they can lock you up too. <laughs> because yeah. If, if, yeah. if it's the weekend, you're not getting out till Monday morning arraignment. Exactly. All right. Well, you stay safe out there, and uh, and I know we'll. I know that you're with some folks. Uh, ne- I told Scott next time we're going to check in with him too. So, uh, just give us a call though. Uh, you know, text text me or whatever if something starts. Bre- you know, breaking news starts happening out there. Well, we've been seeing some interesting things in the sky because it's a beautiful spot to sky watch where we're at. And so, so I mean, that is probably. Um, you know, something that you probably have the the most experience out of anybody in that group with is is, is the, <laughs> yeah. the UFO experience. Uh, but also, too, I know that you've done a lot of Bigfoot work lately as well. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, they they really picked a good person to have tag along with them in that in that area. <laughs> so we're we're enjoying ourselves so far. Well, if it, you know, if you happen to get taken away by either any hairy hominids or any little green men. Uh, just make sure that they know how to get out of where they are. Do not oh. call us with little green men sightings. <laughs> Send them I'll here. Just, we'll I'll no. just drop by the studio. No. We'll put them on the air. <laughs> Keep them with you. Stay far away. <laughs> All right. Be safe out there. All right, guys. Talk later. to you later. All right. That is uh, science advisor Matt Moniz out there in the field. I thought you loved me. Uh, well. 10-year anniversary. I told you it it's could all go our downhill. 10-year anniversary, and you're, you're screwing things up. After the... Uh, I said, you know, 10 years is probably the expiration date for most people to want to be friends with me. Really? I would think so. Do you have any other people that have done this? That have been my friend for 10 years that and stopped? Long? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got my best friend from when I was growing up, Pat. Yeah. Uh, you know, him and I rarely ever see each other. Yep. We text occasionally. It's the perfect friendship. 
Okay. When, when we want to talk to each other, we so, can. So but, it's probably safe to say that you and I see each other regularly and we talk at least once a day. Yeah. For the last 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, and you want to throw it all out the window now with Little Green Men. I, I mean, that's a huge exclusive. That's terrible. To get an alien on the show. You would eventually <laughs> forgive me for that. I don't think I would. You'd say, oh, I can see how that was uh, hugely popular when, 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 uh, you know, it, it puts puts spooky South Coast on the international news. You'd say, all right, I could kind of see why they made that choice. I feel like the worst part of that would be I can't run and hide anywhere. They uh, would know. I don't know. You might have the chance to. No. To go. I, I mean, also, you're making this assumption like they would even be interested in you. Of they course mi- they would. No, nah, they might be like, we oh, don't. Screw her with her we, telepathic we abilities. We, we don't, don't believe need her. in psychics. <laughs> Can you imagine? Shows up with a T-shirt on. The aliens show up and they're like, "You guys believe in all that paranormal stuff? What are you guys fools? What are you stupid? (laughs) Like uh, nobody. We're we're not even green, bro. Nobody on our planet believes (laughs) weird things." Oh, all right. Well, uh, we're going to continue checking in with some of our groups. Uh, Also, I will reiterate, uh, and I know I've said this before, but I will reiterate that we have an article up at wbsm.com that talks about the Bridgewater Triangle that has some information about kind of, you know, not so much um, the actual like real nuts and bolts history of it. I didn't want to get into all of that uh, because I wanted it more to be about talking about how it became a phenomena that people talked about. And then I shared some of the stories Mm -hmm. in the the list gallery at the bottom. But if you want to talk about the history or hear about the history of the Bridgewater Triangle, on Monday night, (coughs) I am going to be presenting for the Lakeville Public Library via Zoom. So anybody can really take part in this. If you go to the Lakeville Public Library uh, Facebook page, they have an event there, and you can sign up through that link that they have, and you'll be able to take part in this live Zoom. And it's going to be all about the Bridgewater Triangle, the history of it, some of the early stories, some of the uh, you, you know the different types of legends that have come through, mm-hmm. and. It'll be interactive, so if you have questions, you know, uh, we'll be able to answer your questions, and it's going to be a good time. It's happening at 6 p.m., I believe, uh, and you can, as I said, you can get all the details and register by going to the Lakeville Public Library Facebook group, uh, Facebook page, and then you can select the event page there. Now, I know, too, that I will be presenting for the Middleborough Public Library in the same fashion coming up on October 28th. And that's going to be uh, about presidential paranormal, which is a a presentation I've been giving for a couple of years now. Obviously, with the election just a few days later, it's going to be something that's on people's minds, but it is a non-political presentation. There's no politics involved except for, uh, you, you know, talking about the presidents themselves as people and as occupants of the white house and in some of the paranormal things that they've been involved in, but it's not, you know, one party over the other. I'll try and limit my jokes, but normally I make a bunch of jokes, but I will try to keep them nonpartisan jokes too, so that uh, nobody gets worked up. And, uh, and then Stephanie just put up the, 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 she was just showing me the screen. There's a couple of uh, nights that I'll be presenting an evening of spooktacular stories and legends for the Burt Wood School in Middleborough. They have set up an outdoor patio area right behind Main Street there in Middleborough. They'll have food for sale from Central Cafe. They'll have a bar that people can get drinks from. 
tables. It's going to be fancy. Yeah, it's socially distanced. Everybody's going to be wearing masks if they're not at their table. It's going to be, and there's heaters, outdoor heaters. So it's going to be nice, toasty, safe. Should be a good time. They are asking for a $20 donation per person for the Burtwood School. And uh, I can promise you that, you know, it will be for all ages. <clears throat> so if you have kids that want to come out and take part in it, you know, I, I I can I look in the audience and I tailor what I'm going to say based on who I see. If I see some young faces, some of the more risque stories that I might tell, I'll tone them down a little bit. Right. But I will be telling the story of the the witch of Halfway Pond, which is, you know, probably my most requested ghost story from anybody when I'm out there telling tales. And I think I agreed to be your date for that. So there's like you might see my 30 face different people that have agreed to be my date for that night. Really? I'm just going to put you all at a table together. That's fine. And <laughs> I'm the I'm only just, one that's just not kidding. going home with you. So the um, oh, no, neither are the other 29 either. Well, they so. might have interest. I don't. Nobody's I'm coming off to that my list. house. Nobody's coming to my house. Uh, the the um, but that'll be happening on the 29th and the 30th. So the 29th is pretty much sold out. You might be able to get some space in there if you want to, but it's you know it was like a few spots were open. You might have to sit at a table with somebody you don't know, that kind of thing. Right. There is some more space open for the 30th. And all you have to do is email School at AOL.com. That's B-U-R-T for Bert. Mm-hmm. School at AOL.com. And you'll be able to uh, reserve, reserve your spot uh, for that night. And, and Stephanie, why don't you tell everybody about what we have coming up this coming weekend if they're yes. looking to, to travel? So... Next weekend, starting on October 23rd, 24th, and 25th, we will be at the Dunlora Inn in Mineral, Virginia. So that will be Tim, myself, and Scott Porter. And this is a location that Scott and I have been to many a times over the past two years, and it never disappoints. It is a fantastic place to investigate. It is the cutest little um, inn that you've ever seen anyways. They did a great job... um, actually just just bringing it back to life from you know completely being run into the ground and it's beautifully decorated it's home-like it's amazing but it definitely comes to life so we'll be doing friday we'll have a a seance to connect with your past loved ones we will have also saturday um during the afternoon uh some past life regression happening and then saturday night we have a ghost hunt which will be amazing there will be reiki classes happening too at the same time i'll be teaching those um i believe on sunday but we uh we're gonna have a good time with that investigation you've never investigated here but we've had some really crazy crazy stuff everything from full-bodied apparitions that the entire group of 30 people saw it sent people screaming out the front door into the front lawn uh we've had old 1920s music start playing from a tv that was completely shut off uh we had the side door blow open at one point and it's one of those really heavy you know old school doors um out of nowhere amongst plenty of other uh, weird situations that have happened there so i'm looking forward to getting back there now is anybody staying in the inn besides i think you guys are staying there but is anybody staying and you're staying well i'm not really staying why not I'm uh, I'm I'm coming in and I'm leaving. <laughs> I know because you're lame. But, but I'll probably I mean I'll probably crash for a couple of hours. But but there's nobody like none of the attendees no, are staying there. We'll have the place to ourselves. So if if we wanna if we wanna do some 
late night. Some weird stuff. Yeah. You know, we can we can do some weird <laughs> stuff. And by I mean paranormally weird stuff. I was stuff. gonna say where is this going? Right yeah. Now? Not not that kind of weird stuff. But uh No, yeah. the weirdest part will be I'll try to go to bed and you'll be in bed with my boyfriend instead. But you know, if if, if things get kind of out of control paranormally speaking, it's right. only the three of us we gotta worry about having right. to deal with it afterwards. Is no, what I absolutely. Mean. And there has definitely been situations like that that have happened. Um I feel bad if we like stir things up and then people are sleeping there and they can't sleep. You know, that kind of thing. No, we do that on purpose just in case. And, you know, obviously sometimes we actually have to get to sleep. And, you know, you've, we've been to places before where if we're sleeping in the same location as people that are buying tickets, it ends up at, like a full all night party. Right. Um, so I'm, and, and I like I'm to just sleep, saying now so. I'm going to go to bed. And you and Scott can stay up and giggle like little schoolgirls on a sleepover for as long as you want. But I'm going to need some rest. I don't know. I don't know. He might want to stay. He might not want to stay up with me and do that either. I don't know. I mean, we, the house is freaky at night. I've slept there before um, on just a random occasion. You know, no, no event, nothing like that. I've actually had my daughter there with me as well. And uh, it's spooky at night. It's got a different feel to it. It's also like really strange first thing in the morning too. It's different than, you know, an afternoon feel. So, oh, well. um, and people can get tickets still, right? If they want the to, the tickets are still available. So, uh, they are on Eventbrite. So I believe the, the direct link is Porter and Um, if you guys need that at all, you can, uh, find me on social media and I will definitely, um, give you the link directly. Um, it's at work at Burke everywhere. And uh, we still have some tickets available, but I'm looking forward to uh, getting you down there and, and seeing what you think. Of the well, place. and you know how I always, you know, make that that <laughs> warning statement to everybody before an investigation about, you know, we just ate pizza. And yes. so our, so so I think my layover is in Philadelphia, uh-huh. which means I'm totally getting a cheesesteak at the yeah. airport. So uh, You're I, just, gonna be guilty. I, I apologize in advance. Um, I don't know. We might have to apologize too because there's a pizza hut right down the road, which is delicious. However, there's also a Domino's that delivers, but like two blocks away is an excellent Mexican restaurant, like authentic Mexican. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see how much my stomach's feeling after that cheesesteak and the flight following it. <laughs> it's always a, it's <laughs> always be up all night. Yeah. It's always a, a nice feeling when you're in the in the airport and you're like i don't know if i should have eaten that cheesesteak all Pack right let's some emodium <laughs> let's go back out into the field i think we've got maggie on the line maggie you with us yep i'm here all right how's it going out there still pretty quiet um not a whole lot going on we just we're going to start another estes mess method um we just started it with johanna but we we shut it down when the phone rang oh i'm sorry i'm i have terrible timing <laughs> Did Sawyer get right. to try it yet? Huh? Did Sawyer get to try it yet? He tried it and he hated it. So oh no. he lasted all of um, maybe a minute. Poor guy. Yeah, he didn't like the static, so. I don't blame him. I completely understand that feeling. Yeah, it's a little freaky. Right. And especially if you're in a place where, you know, you've never been before. And I, I can imagine, uh, you know, being outdoors <laughs> too like you have less of a, a secure feeling when you're when you're giving up all your senses like that absolutely yeah so i agree i mean uh you know obviously uh there's there's a lot of stories that you hear and in, 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 in legends that you hear about places but do you feel like i mean i know with the lack of activity happening it might be hard to say but has anawan rock kind of lived up to your expectations what you thought it was going to be coming down from where you live I'm definitely glad we came. Um, it's very, it's it's amazing to see, and there's definitely energy around. It's just not interacting with us, but you can feel it, and the stillness is just 
it's unreal. It's like, it's, it's bizarre. I have never heard such quietness with all these woods around us. Do you want to hear a, a, a dirty, dirty secret? Sure. So <laughs> you came all the way down from where you live to go there. I live maybe a half an hour away from there, and I've been talking about it for the last 15 years. I've never been to Anawan Rook. <laughs> Me neither. This is my first time. <laughs> Do you want to hear a dirtier secret? Sure. <laughs> I've never been either. Seriously? Yeah. Uh, no. I we got to fix this. We, clearly, we have a problem. We need to go. I have to go there. I have to go to Dighton Rock. I've never been to Dighton Rock either. What is wrong with us? Uh, it sounds like we've got quite a day planned ahead of us somewhere down the line. apparently not rock people. Oh, I'm a huge rock guy. <laughs> so am I, but I don't understand why we've never been. Honestly, I think it's because it's literally in our backyard. And Look, we can go there. That, that can rocks go anytime, last forever. Right? We can go there. I just talked day. about bringing Scott there, but then I, I learned that uh, Dighton Rock, you need to sign up for a time slot. Yeah, because the, they COVID have the building around it. Yeah. So um, oh, okay. I haven't been yet, but I need to go. Well, yeah, well, I would come back. Um, it's kind of like in Gloucester. There's Dogtown that's said to be one of the haunted, most haunted places, and I hadn't gotten there until, you know, in the last few years. We try to go up there quite a bit now, but... Prior to that, it was in my backyard, and I never went. You know, and we, so say, I, we, we say, you know, you take it for granted, and it's a rock, and it's going to last forever. But, I mean, we had profile rock here that got, you know, it got destroyed last year. It just, the face on profile rock just fell off. So, you know, I'm glad that you at least got to see Anawan. I don't think, you know, nothing like that will happen there, but at least you got to, you got the <laughs> chance to come and check it out. Yeah, and it's a, it's a different rock. Like, it's, it's almost like it's, cement with little rocks all over it it's not what you would typically picture a big giant rock to be um and you can see you know rocks are falling off of it but they're like hand-sized rocks that make up this big rock it's, it's different yeah and that, if i can make a suggestion don't take any rocks from their home with you oh no i absolutely wouldn't uh i've, I've heard of some folks that have done that and and not nice things have happened to them from of doing course. so yeah, no. If it's an Indian ground, I wouldn't take anything with me. Good plan. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for coming down and for taking part. And, uh, and of course, if anything happens, let us know. And if, if, if you know, between now and, and the end of your investigation, if, if you catch anything, let us know and we'll post it up on our Facebook page. Will do. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. You too. And uh, that is Maggie, and she's out there with Shane and Sawyer and Johanna out there at Anna One Rock. We're going to try and check in with all of our groups. Uh, because of the nature of what we have going on, uh, I'm not going to be taking any phone calls from the listeners tonight. We've got a lot of calls to kind of get through uh, the, with the amount of time that we have left. So don't be offended, callers, if uh, we're not taking your calls. Uh, we'll be back next week, and we can have the phone lines open. Actually, we won't be back next week. We'll be back the week after that for Halloween. Right, right, right. Uh, I do believe we will have an, an episode for you next weekend, uh, but it just won't be a live episode. Correct, because we will be surrounded by ghosts. I'm actually supposed to be connecting with uh, with Amy Bruni <laughs> this week and recording uh, an, uh, an interview with her because she has a new book out. Yes. And so I'll be talking with her about that book, and uh, and that should be the episode that we have planned. But if we can't work it out, because I know right now you know she's traveling, uh, if, if we can't work it out in time, we'll have something for you just so that uh, you know we can... Still hit episode 666 on Halloween of next year. That's the target. That's the goal. That's what we're shooting for, and we don't want to miss out on that opportunity. So let's um, let's keep going through the list of our groups uh, as we are going through and checking in with our 
paranormal teams out there in the Bridgewater Triangle. And we're talking about these being, you know, outdoor locations. These are places that people can go and visit for themselves. I would recommend going during the day, not going at night, especially if you're unfamiliar with these locations. Correct. But they you can go dangerous. and you can see for yourself what it is that we're talking about. And, you know, don't be like Stephanie and I. Go to Anawan Road. <laughs> right. Go and check it out. Uh, and, and you can... I mean, you've had the opportunity to show off some local Bridgewater Triangle locations to Scott, who's not yes. from around here. Yep. I mean, we've been to some places, but we haven't been to either of those two places just mentioned. So um, it's it's a beautiful area. I don't think there's really like you know, one better than the other. But in King Philip's War happened in many other places besides just those those few that we've mentioned. So. I think the entire area is just full of energy and full of strange energy and spirits, and I absolutely love it. So if you get the chance to visit, anywhere you go is great. And, you know, we're both big supporters of local history. Yes. And we want to see people going and exploring their own local history. And it's important, too, to know that there are a lot of groups, organizations, (laughs) uh, different civic groups that are all working to keep this history alive. If you are the kind of person that feels the way that we do about this, donate to them. Yeah. You know, help them stay afloat because a lot of these historical societies are hurting, especially with everything that's been going on this year. Right. They can't do the same events, the same fundraisers that they used Mm -hmm. to do. But the biggest thing that you can give, if even if you can't give money, give your time. Mm -hmm. Because they're, you know, I, I talk to a lot of historical societies and they all tell me the same thing as the older folks are either, you know, passing away or they don't have the same stamina anymore to, to go out and or maybe they're concerned about everything that's going on and they don't want to spend as much time away from home right now. They don't have even the manpower that they have to, say, take documents yes. and post them online so that people can access them anywhere. Uh, there's a lot of different tasks that can be done remotely where you don't even need to leave your house and you can still help out some of these historical societies. So, you know, reach out to the one in your town and say, Hey, I'm interested in helping. How can I help? And I'm sure they'll find a way to make it work so that, uh, so that they can do it. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, when we were talking to the old Bridgewater historical society, they were saying the same thing. Like they just need to have that next generation of people that are willing to to take part. Uh, But that's why I love the paranormal community because we all love history and we all do all that we can to help keep history alive. And speaking of history, I'm sorry, I don't mean to I was going to say, there, you know, without history, there's no ghosts, and without ghosts, there's no history. And I think a big thing that people have forgotten to do or just don't do anymore is they don't teach their kids about history. They don't make history fun for them anymore. Mm-hmm. So try to do that. Go on a field trip. Explore. Do something. And, and if ghosts are how you have to get right. the kids interested, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. Uh, well, we have out in Rehoboth, which is historically one of the most haunted towns in the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, Lauren's out there. Uh, hello, Lauren. Are you with us? Oh, let me hit Phone. multiple buttons. <laughs> there we go. Now I think we have you with us. It's there's. Um, you think there's a lot of buttons on the paranormal equipment. You should see what the radio studio is like right now. I, I can just imagine. And just to let you know, that's actually how I kept my kids in with um, history is I took them on tours of haunted places. I love that. Yep, it's it's a good way to sneak in the, the actual things that they need to learn. And also, you know, in addition to bringing up the next generation of people that are interested in history, you're also bringing up the next generation of paranormal researchers, too. Actually, that's how my daughter and I started the team. I love it. 
And so uh, how are things going out there? I know that, uh, you know, we said that you're in one of the most haunted parts of the Bridgewater Triangle, but yet, you know, the, the ghostly activity out there can be fickle. How are, how are things progressing since we last spoke? Um, actually, it's been kind of dead and... No uh, pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have a dash cam running right now, and we're trying to pick up a redheaded hitchhiker. Oh, Uh-oh. you're looking for our friend there. Uh, well, let me tell you that um, that the redheaded hitchhiker is known for, uh, for anybody out there that hasn't heard, heard this legend before, when you stop to pick him up, even if you're the only person in the car, he always wants to get into the back seat. So do you have a spot open in the back seat that he could sit in? Yes, we do. Perfect. And what will happen is you'll pull over, you'll pick him up, and as you start driving down the road, you know, first of all, you'll ask him where he's going. He won't say where he's going. He'll just point. And it's usually in the same direction you were already going. And as you start driving down the road, he'll start laughing maniacally until you can't stand it anymore. And then you'll turn around and tell him to, to st- shut up or stop. And when you turn around, he's gone. So just yeah. be prepared for that to happen if That's you so do creepy. pick him up. We're, we're kind of hoping it's going to happen. And um, on our dash cam, it has um, outside the car, but it also has inside the car. Oh, wow. So we'll get both aspects of it. So hopefully we do catch ourselves a hitchhiker. So if he, yeah, if he pops up, you'll see him, maybe you'll see him uh, disappear. Maybe he won't even show up on the video at all. Yeah. It'd be nice if we could get him on a video. I just, from mm-hmm. all the different things that I've heard about him uh, and his appearance, uh, I just hope that as much as he is a ghost and, and people report him looking like he's a solid figure, I just hope that he doesn't have any ghostly smells because he really sounds like he would reek. Yeah. Yeah. From what I've been reading, it does sound like he is kind of smelly. Now, I'll tell you a, a story that, that um, I found to be very interesting. You know, we talk about the redheaded hitchhiker as being a a legend about being, you know, one of these cautionary tales that parents might have created to keep their kids from hitchhiking you know back in the 60s or something but and and as such you know these these road ghost stories kind of exist for that reason to to serve as a cautionary Mm -hmm. tale but and people have long said oh there's no real ghost story associated with that stretch of road there's no record of there being like a fatal accident or anything but so i went and i told the story of the redheaded hitchhiker at the very first performance of the stage show that we do with Jeff Belanger and Andrew Lake and and um, Carl Johnson and Frank Grace and myself and mm-hmm. I told the hitchhiker story at that and then after the the show was over somebody came up to me in the lobby afterwards and said I know that you said that the hitchhiker story is just a legend but I want to tell you my brother I think was an EMT in the late 70s early 80s in Rehoboth and was there on the site of an accident where a young man was killed that fit the exact description of the redheaded hitchhiker. No kidding. So I there, just got the chills. That's there, awesome. There might be some truth to the story of who he is. I, I, I will hope so. Um, from what it, what Danny and I have gathered, it kind of sounds like he may have been walking on the side of the road, and he was clipped off by somebody. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's always what I had assumed. It just sounded like yeah. that that type of a story. But you know what? Another interesting aspect of the hitchhiker is that type of figure is almost an archetype that they have reported seeing redheaded hitchhikers 
on other roads here locally. There's one that's been reported on Route 6 in the Wareham-Marion area. But there's also reports of a redheaded hitchhiker on various other roads uh, around the country. In fact, we did an episode on Route 66 one time, and the guest that we were interviewing about that was telling us how, uh, Clarissa Vasquez was telling us how they report a redheaded hitchhiker out where she lives on Route 66. Oh, wow. So maybe he gets around. That's what happens when people stop and pick him up. You know? Maybe they're tulpas. Could yeah. very well be. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming out and for taking part tonight. And uh, keep us up to date. If you guys do get anything, we'll be sure to put it on our uh, Spooky South Coast Facebook page. Sounds great. All thank right. you for having us. Take care. Have a good night. Stay safe. You too. And, uh, yeah, we are continuing on with checking in with our groups. Uh, you know, if you are ever out on Route 44 and you get to that Seekonk Rehoboth line... <laughs> Keep an eye out for the redheaded hitchhiker because you never know. He could be out there. I've I've totally freaked out my friend Nick with that story. Did you? Yep. He uh he refuses now to go down that road at night alone because because he he lives in Fall River and he does mm-hmm. he's a sports writer and he does a lot of those sports TV in Providence mm-hmm. uh, with I think Channel 12. So he's always going back and forth and he says there's some nights that he's taking those back roads and now since I told him that story he he doesn't take the back roads I don't anymore. Think- I've ever been on those roads, which is interesting. Um, Or at least I didn't realize that I have. But my biggest question is, because people are actually stopping to pick him up as a a hitchhiker. How does he get in the car? So from what I understand is when they see him, he's a solid figure. It looks like a regular person. Mm -hmm. And then when they pull over, he comes over and opens up the door. Really? And sits down in the car closes the door and then the driver will say you know where is it that you want to go and he won't answer he just points yep and then you start driving down the road and then he just literally will vanish from the back seat after he laughs okay uh and then the the creepy thing isn't so much that i mean that's pretty creepy unto itself but you would think okay now he's gone at least at least i'm free and clear Mm -hmm. but people report you know traveling further down the road after the fact and one woman said that she turned on, you know, she had the radio running in the car. And then all of a sudden his laughter started coming from all the speakers in the car. Nope. And she turned off the radio and she could still hear the laughter coming out of the speakers. And then another person reported that as he was driving down the road, you know how like when you're, you know how when you're driving at night and you're going down these dark roads, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get like the reflection of the inside of the car yeah. on your driver's side window. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that, or he said that when he looked into the, that reflection Mm -hmm. he looked and the face of the hitchhiker popped up right next to the car even though he was driving about 50 miles an hour down the road i think the most interesting thing with all of those stories is you would assume he hitchhikes and he would want to go home with these people but he doesn't it it's like he disappears and then he just waits for the next person so i wonder what it is that ties him to that specific area makes him do what he does um but like maybe that disappearing act that he pulls is because there's only so far he can go. Right. Like he's physically limited. But it's interesting. Like, did was he the victim of an accident like we had talked about? And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that will forever be kind of a mystery about the redheaded hitchhiker. Because, yep. as I said, there's there's no real reports about anything mm-hmm. happening. So it's it's going to come from uh, people's 
recollections and stories. Yes. And, and as you know, that's not always trustworthy because Correct. an accident that might have happened two miles away suddenly gets transposed to having happened there because there's a legend there. Yep. All right, let's go uh, back out into the field. I believe we have Dave on the line. Uh, Dave, you with us? Actually, it's Mark. How you doing? Oh, hey, Mark. How you doing? You guys are playing past the phone. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Because I just um, quickly redialed instead of uh, looking up your number, so I'm glad we were able to get you on. <laughs> no, my phone I'm actually using to listen to the show. Oh, so, well, I'm, I hope we sound well. good on it. Oh, you sound fantastic. Well, thank you for, for going out there again. Uh, have you Have you done every one of these now? No. The first year I got into the show, the second week I turned it on, and you were doing the live show. Oh. But ever since then, I've been doing it. So you that, missed one. So that'd be what, 13? Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for, for always being a guinea pig. I mean, a uh, contributor hey, to the show. So yeah, it's fun. It's, it's a blast. So uh, has anything been going on since uh, since we spoke to Dave a little while ago? There's been a couple weird lights out in the woods. Nothing major. Um, it, it's been pretty quiet. I, I really wish we could have gone over to Betty's Neck, but like we said, the, the police were having none of it. Um, but there's you know a lot of wildlife all over the place. Uh, Kira, she got the presence of a few different things around here and there, but nothing necessarily you know definite. And then that SLS camera app that we were using. Mm-hmm. She has the iPhone X, and I have an iPhone 7. I wasn't getting much with mine, but with hers, right near my phone, she was getting two figures, full stick figure right there. Like They looked like they were laughing together. But I didn't get anything on my camera, but she got it on hers several times. I mean, maybe that has something to do with the, you know, what sensors they put in from one model to the next kind of thing. That's what I'm thinking. She's got a, a much newer phone, so they must have improved it big time. I want to get the, the 12 now and see what that'll see. <laughs> well, by the time you buy a phone for that much money, you could have just bought a real SLS camera right. for a third of the price. Yeah, that's true. But you use the phone every day. Smart. You, 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 yeah, you'll, you'll use the phone for a lot more. Yeah. Although, I don't know. That SLS camera is pretty fun. Oh, I mean, it's again. It's it doesn't really prove anything, but if it's if it can be something else that you add into the mix with other things that are going on, then yeah, that's it's, the thing. If I had that with like a motion activated light or something, then yeah, then then that's definite. But if it was just a random you know figure out of the blue, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily jump to trust it. Uh, unless it's sitting in a bathtub in the basement of the uh, Murdoch Whitney house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't seen that one. Thank you. <laughs> well, hey, you know, <laughs> one of the things I'd be looking for out in that area is something that probably, you know, would show up on, on something like that because it would be a real physical thing, and that would be a puckwudgie. I mean, are you guys mm-hmm. look, keeping an eye out oh, for any puckwudgies I'd, I'd out there? I'd cross that off. I'm, I'm playing Bridgewater Triangle Bingo as it is. I <laughs> might have seen the UFO a couple of um don't you know, say shows that. ago, when we were out there, I've seen ghosts. I've been touched. I've been hugged. I had a door swing open for me, but I haven't seen any cryptids yet. So I'm I'm hoping to knock that off the list. So if you had to have a choice between, you know, knowing some of the cryptids that are reported in this area, so let me just give you the the, the quick rundown of what people have reported seeing. So we've got sure. the the Thunderbird, which is a a, a man sized bird. Uh, that goes back into Native American lore. 
We've got some of the giant snakes that have been reported in, you know, around the area of the Hockamock Swamp. Uh, we've got the giant cats that are reported, things like panthers that, that wouldn't normally be in this area, but people have reported seeing them. Uh, then we have Bigfoot, of course, which has been spotted in a lot of different areas around here. Or we have the Pukwudgie, which is this little creature of Native American lore. Out of all of those five, Mark, which one would you most want to encounter and which one would you least want to encounter? Definitely the Pukwudgie I definitely want to encounter. <laughs> And the snake? No, I would die of a case of the willies right there. I, I dread snakes. <laughs> well, and, and from what I understand, these are not small snakes. These are, uh, you know, giant snakes. pythons. Yeah. Why does it still kite? Yeah, that's that's not for me. But the puckwudgie you would ha- you would actually encourage and, and and want to have an encounter with? Oh my God! Yeah, especially the one that the guy saw in the documentary. The little puck belly. That's oh yeah. Bill, Bill Russo's little one. Yeah, but they're one. also yeah. the most dangerous out of that entire list. I know, but it's, <laughs> it's hard cute. To be of I want to see it. Tall. It can kill me. <laughs> well, so could Bigfoot, but uh, Bigfoot usually tends to run from people. Uh, it depends on how angry know. you make him. I mean, I, if if Moniz if Moniz finds him, I, I it's, it's going to be a problem. Some of its hair or something, so I have some kind of evidence of the Bigfoot. You know? No, you got you to be nice to it. It's a creature. I well, saw Harry and the Hendersons. I know what happens. Would I be mean to a Bigfoot? I, I've seen the beef jerky commercials. No well, like, way. you know, if, if he walked up to you and pulled your hair out, I think you'd be pretty mad. I might be a, a little mad at him. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Be some, some encounter, though, to get that. You can't make friends by pulling people's hair out. Oh, uh, well, hey. You want to be able to show. guarantee that you see him again. <laughs> this is true. Tim, we're cool not going there. It would be a rapport with a Bigfoot. Right. All right, Mark. Well, thank you so much for taking part in this again after all these years, and uh, and thank you for all of your support of the program, and, and give our thanks to everybody out there with you tonight. Absolutely will do. No all right. Problem. Stay Take safe. Care, Let us know if anything else happens. You got it. Thanks. Take care. Uh, yep, Mark Colacusis, the paranormal pirate, one of the OGs of the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show. I think Dave's been out there for most of them as well, too. Right. So, um, and, and of course, we've got, you know, folks who have been here for a lot of these shows, like Chrissy, who have just moved to other areas that can't take part anymore. Uh, but, of course, we appreciate all of the contributions <laughs> we've gotten to this show each and every year. It was a crazy idea when we first came up with it, and it's gotten only crazier over the years. I want to say the first one that we ever did, and I'd have to go back and listen, but I want to say the first one, I think we just had like Andy Moniz, maybe uh, John Horgan. Yep. You know, like, uh, I don't even know if we knew John Brightman in those days. I don't like, think so. Just a very small amount of people that were willing right. to go out there and do this. And uh, and I think we based the Triangle Investigation show after the Dover Demon sh- No, we would have had to have done it first if we'd done it every year. Yep. Because the Dover Demon was definitely 2007 because it was the anniversary of the, the sighting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that I remember that was the year that was the episode that we 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 won over Lauren Coleman with the Dover Demon show. Oh, really? Where he wasn't so sure how he felt about, you know, this new startup paranormal show. Yep. Uh, But then once we did that show, he's like, oh, these guys are pretty serious about this stuff. And, you know, now uh, now Lauren's been a longtime friend of the program. (laughs) Right. We just don't want to we don't want to bother him to have to keep coming on this each year. So. Mm Maybe one of these days we'll bring him back. I really should have him on Midnight Society, too. Yes. Because uh, we haven't had the chance to talk to him yet. By the way, quick plug. Yes. Coming up at the end of the month on October 27th mm-hmm. on Midnight Society, my guest who is going to be that night, it was supposed to just be John Bermuda Schwartz, who is the longtime drummer 
for Weird Al Yankovic's band. He has a new book out about Weird Al, about touring with the band, uh, and he's going to be coming on Midnight Society to talk about that. But I just found out the other night, in addition to having Bermuda Schwartz on, we're going to have the entire Weird Al band on the show. Really? Yep. So, uh, you know, Michelle reached out to Weird Al's people himself, and uh, and, and they said uh, that Al's not available that night. Mm-hmm. But I got to think with his whole band popping onto the show, he might want to tune in and listen. Maybe. And maybe be moved to call. Maybe. So, you know, I'm going to keep a special <laughs> phone line open that night just for Weird Al in case he's listening and he wants to call in. And also, we are now working on trying to get Dr. Demento on the program, too. Okay. So anybody that knows me knows like that is one yes. of my biggest influences in my life, uh, both Weird Al and Dr. Demento. So, you know, Jeff Belanger is a, is a friend of ours. Yes. And uh, he has long worked in the paranormal world. He's never <laughs> impressed by any of the guests that right. I can book for either this show or Midnight Society. Mm-hmm. Never, no, there's not a single paranormal interview that I've ever done where he's, where Jeff's like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But when he found out I was going to have on Bermuda Schwartz, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to have on Weird Al Strummer. So I can only imagine how cool he think I was if Al, if Al actually called in. So <laughs> but that's coming up October 27th uh, on the show. And uh, we're going to keep checking in with some of our groups. We, uh, we want to make two more quick phone calls in the time that we have left. And, uh, of course, if you are interested in this topic and you have never heard any of these shows before, all you have to do is go to whatever your favorite podcast service is, and you will find Spooky South Coast on that podcast service, I am sure. The episodes are all free to download, and you'll be able to hear it. Uh, all of the different episodes that we've done over the years, they're all available <laughs> for download. And some of them are even up on YouTube because we used to do this as a live video stream as well. And the YouTube ones, some of them got really crazy, yes. including the one a few years ago where we actually had teams connecting live over Facebook Live, and they were actually um, broadcasting. Did we do Facebook Live? We did Facebook Live a few it's years ago. It's been so many yep. years. I remember the first year we tried to implement video was Periscope. We tried that too, but that was an after-the-fact thing. Mm-hmm. We were able with Facebook Live to kick it through live to the YouTube channel, right. which was... Um, a challenge, and I'm glad that we had the Silent Assassin for that. Let's see if we have Krista on the line. Krista, you with us? I am. How are you? Uh, doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. How, how's have, things going? We we haven't heard any more uh, loud firework noises, but we have had a bunch of batteries on our devices um, start randomly draining, and a couple anomaly-looking um, photographs come up. We haven't seen any lights ourselves, but we have seen deer uh, wandering around. <laughs> well, as we, we said earlier in the program, it is yeah, deer mating season, yeah. so... <laughs> yep, so watch out if, you, uh, if you're wearing brown. Right back to that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to you don't want to fall into the, 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 the trail of the buck. Right. Uh, but the no, other thing, definitely too, not. <laughs> def- definitely be careful driving home, too, because yes. they're going to be all over the highways. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. So now, you know, coming down, have you done a lot of investigating in the Bridgewater Triangle before? No, this is my first time out here. So, I mean, what do you think about just kind of the feel and the atmosphere of being, you know, in the triangle on a, on a cold October night? It's definitely, um, uh, uh, sometimes it can be an uncomfortable feeling. Um, just being in, in an unknown area, so dark at night, but it, it is October, so it is spooky season. Um, there's nowhere else that I would rather be in October, to be quite honest with you. 
Well, we're glad that you came down and took part, and, uh, yes. and hopefully you'll be able to join us again next year. Definitely. That would be great. All right. Keep us up to date when you go through stuff, if you come across anything, and we'll share it on our social media. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good night. Thank you again. Be safe. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. And, uh, yep, that is Krista and her crew that are out there uh, in, around the area of the Old Colony Railroad in Easton. Uh, Easton, of course, famous for when it comes to the Bridgewater Triangle, there was a police sergeant from the Norton Police Department in 1971, Thomas Downey. And as Thomas Downey was driving home from his shift in Norton, going through Mansfield, heading to his house in Easton, he got to the area that's known as Bird Hill, which is right on the edge of the Hockamock Swamp. And that is when he saw in the road a giant bird-like figure uh, that he estimated to be about six feet tall. So the size of a man standing in the road. And then when he saw him, it took off and flew away. He estimated the wingspan of this thing to be between 8 and 12 feet. So they believe that this might have been the actual Thunderbird of Native American lore. And Thomas Downey spoke publicly about this at the time, which was you know, considered to be a, a very risky thing to do being that he was a uh, police officer and that he was uh, somebody who, first, uh, being a police sergeant, you know, you don't ever want to lose the trust of the people that are working under you. He put himself out there and he put himself at risk and at risk of public ridicule for sharing this story, but he felt like it was such a profound experience, he had to actually share it. And all of these stories, by the way, that we're, we're telling you, you can read about a lot of them in Mysterious America, which is the 1983 book that Lauren Coleman wrote where he really made the Bridgewater Triangle a thing. And he, he was the person who coined the term in the 1970s. And then also, you can watch the Bridgewater Triangle documentary, which has all these stories in depth. You can get that well, you can watch it on Amazon Prime if you want to do that. If you are if you have an Amazon Prime membership, you can watch it there. Or you can order it by going to the BridgewaterTriangleDocumentary.com. You can pick it up on DVD or Blu-ray as well as some of the other cool merchandise that they have up there. I highly recommend it, not just because I'm in it. It is a great documentary. Uh, you can just fast forward through my scenes. Although you have to see the shirt so that you can see how wrinkled it is as we were talking earlier. All right, let's, uh, let's check in with Scott who is out there. Uh, Scott, you with us? Oh, another button to press. All right, are you with us now, Scott? Yeah. All right, how's it going out there? Uh, pretty good. Uh, as you know, we kind of had a last-minute change of plans. Uh, Moniz brought us to Lake Nippa-Nicket, Bridgewater. Uh, so we kind of had a short notice set up, but we have uh, seen some strange lighting over the island, over the lake. Uh, which we first attributed to being planes, but didn't have really the right kind of flight pattern. So we don't know what we were looking at. Well, but. now you're somebody that you're you're a photographer, a great photographer. Let me let me say. And oh, so thank you very much. No, no problem. You're always out there <laughs> filming, uh, you know, shooting different things. And I see you do a lot of night work. So you're out there at night a lot of the time, and you see, you know, kind of some of these wide open skies. Have you ever seen anything anomalous in the sky before? Um, not with the naked eye, but uh, some of the finished product, I have seen things uh, that couldn't re I couldn't really tell what they are. I mean, I've, I've done enough of this that, you know, usually I see something, I can figure out what it is. But, yeah, no, I've seen some things that I couldn't uh, identify. And uh, how has been? What's been the reaction of uh, everybody? Because I know didn't didn't Lauren come down and join you? Uh, some somebody who had never been in the triangle before. 
Yeah, actually, she had a bang out at the last minute. Okay. Uh, this morning, something came up. So, but I mean, so, generally, how is how is the rest of the group felt about uh, about the experiences tonight? Oh, very good, very good. You know, other than the uh, you know what happened earlier, uh, right? But, but you know, we're we're making the best of where we are. It's a pretty cool spot. And I have to thank Moniz for this. I've never been here. I know Bridgewater pretty well, but. Um, Leo's got a, uh, he has his camcorder going on and uh, taking some pictures. <clears throat> Linda has her K2 and, you know, experiencing this kind of thing for the first time. She's been on some investigations. Uh, so, like I said, you know, this, this is new to us. We haven't been here before. So it's always good to see a new site. You know, I've been to the swamp, uh, the swamp several times. Well, so and also we, Lake Nip also has a lot of Bigfoot sightings too. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's a completely different type of phenomena to be on the lookout for as well. Right, right. You know, Moniz was telling us that this is known mainly for UFOs and Bigfoot, but with the paranormal element here as well. So, yeah, I mean, we were intrigued. It's a new experience for me as well. Well, uh, we, I sorry, I haven't ahead. had a lot of experience with the Bigfoot. Well, I mean, maybe you'll have a chance to get up close and personal <laughs> before the night's over. Yeah, we're hoping. Well, I mean, you've got the best bait out there with you anyway. I mean, I'm sure the Bigfoot's been dying to get its hands on Moniz anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, he took off. He just took off about five, ten minutes ago. Gee, that sounds just like him. Yep, leave yeah, you alone. Yeah, yeah, he got out while the getting was good. Well, as long as you guys are going to be able to make it back to the car, okay? Oh, yeah, no, we're fine. Everything's right here. Um, is that we've had uh, the audio, the video recorders going on, and just a lot of pictures, and we'll we'll check them out, you know, this weekend. And definitely anything we find that's strange, whatever, we'll definitely post in the group and see right. what happens. Yeah, and if we would get anything, we'll share it out with the uh, spooky audience across our social media channels. Well, nice. thank you so yeah. much, Scott, for taking part, and give everybody else uh, that's out there with you our thanks. I definitely will. Thanks, Tim. All right. Take care and stay safe. You too. And that will just about do it for tonight's edition of the Bridgewater Triangle Investigation Show here on Spooky South Coast. I want to thank all of our investigators out there tonight, all of the teams, even the people that couldn't join us. There was a lot of people that wanted to take part, and, you know, life gets in the way, especially with how weird things are this year. Uh, but we'll keep this going. We'll keep talking about the Bridgewater Triangle, not just on this particular night when we talk about the investigation, but also frequently throughout the course of the year. I mean, I really think that there's a lot to be talked about, even for something that you think get, has gotten so much coverage in the year in the past few years. There's a lot to discuss, a lot to break down. And if you want to hear similar programs <laughs> like this, uh, you can always check out Tripping on Legends with Chris Balzano. He talks a lot about the triangle, although he's moved kind of to a lot of Florida legends and lore now too. Uh, but you can find a lot of stuff out there about the Bridgewater Triangle. Just do me a favor. When you want to find out more about it, just be real careful about where you go. Uh, there's going to be an article in tomorrow's edition of the Taunton Gazette where I spoke to a reporter. She's been doing a great job on this series that she's been writing about the Bridgewater Triangle. And I don't know if it's going to make the, the final cut of the story. But one of the things that I told her about is that since the Triangle has become so popular, there's been a lot of people that have been coming from other areas to come here and investigate it. The same way like paranormal investigators in New England want to go to Waverly Hills or Eastern State Penitentiary. You know, there's places you want to check off your bucket list of investigations. But that has led to a lot of people coming into the Bridgewater Triangle and acting like experts on something that 
you really can only be an expert on if you've lived here and grown up in it, like a lot of the people that right. we talked to here tonight have done. So just be leery when you're watching some of these YouTube videos or listening to some of these podcasts. There's a lot of people out there who have tried to capitalize on the reputation of the Bridgewater Triangle that may mm-hmm. not be giving you you know, the best. It's, I normally would never put out a misinformation warning about things in the paranormal because it's up to people to decide for themselves, like where yeah, to get the trusted stuff. Yeah, but when the, the facts stuff. are there, they're facts. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people that come in from out of state completely have never seen anything to do with the Bridgewater Triangle and they just make up their own stories and then they film stuff and then they think that they're the authority on it. it and it's, it's gotten to the point where there is a lot of misinformation out there. I remember we had somebody on talking about a book that they wrote about the Hockamock Swamp and, you know, hung up on us when we started yes, challenging the incorrect Because they facts. had never been there before, which is the weirdest thing and ever. And just had a bunch of misinformation. I remember that. So, yeah, it happens. All right. Well, thank you to everybody for tuning in. That'll do it for tonight's show. Uh, until next week. Well, next week will be a recorded show, but still, it'll be a new episode for you. But until next time, for Matt, for Matt, for Stephanie, I'm Tim. We want you all out there to stay spooktacular. <laughs>